absolutely ridiculous. Hello everyone, welcome to Around the Course Squash Podcast. With me as ever, Stuart, Crossford, Stuart Crawford and Christopher <laughs> Sackfee. And we're delighted to welcome to the show, current world number eight, Welsh legend, Tesney Evans. How are you doing? Thanks, Tesney, for coming on. Hey, I'm good, thank you. Nice to be on the show again. Um, I'm excited to be here. Back as a proper guest. <laughs> yeah, your, I know. After your That's cameo appearances. Little, yeah, a few cameo appearances. So nice to be on it properly, that's for sure. Yeah, good to good to get your insight. Arthur's Arthur's still winded from his uh from his nine minute bike trial to the clock. So sorry, sorry for his stumbles. Oh man. He's usually got a great start. Yeah, it's, it's the wind is still kind of <laughs> popping through my ears. <laughs> so Tesney, you have the black ball open coming up. It's the last tournament of the year. Um mm-hmm. how's the preparation gone and how do you feel about going into it? Yeah, it's gone pretty well, to be honest. I mean, um, I think it's been like six, seven weeks since we last competed in in Egypt as well. And say say that one didn't go too well for me. Um, so it's been good. It's, it's nice to kind of have, it's been nice like to, for PSA to put on the Black Ball Open because as players coming home from Egypt six, seven weeks ago, it was kind of up in the air that we wouldn't have another tournament. Um, and it's demotivating, obviously, to not have events. And so really, really excited to to hopefully finish off the year, which has been a obviously not a great year for anybody, to be honest. So it'd be nice to to give to give people like two weeks of squash watching, which is great. Yeah, we've mentioned it before. It's like the little squestival, uh, the 12 days of squash before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so good. Like I think such a good idea to split them up as well so that you can have you can have just watching the women for a week and then watch the men and, and it becomes just so much better to have like 12 days. Yeah, it probably means all the matches are going to be on the glass court or for the most part. Yeah, well. they all are, every match on the glass court. So that's that's great. And I think for the women, like we sometimes miss out on certain matches not on the glass. And I know for the men as well, there's been some absolute crackers were played in the last Egyptian tournament that no one got to see. Um so that's really good, I think, as well, that everyone gets a chance to play on the glass and everyone can see it as well. As a fan and podcaster, it was also like impossible to try and watch eight hours of squash a day unless you're Stuart Crawford on vacation. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, it's going to be nice to have, have a, a watchable amount of squash. Um, stay up to date more. I don't know. I yeah. think the first, first few days is still eight hours back to back, I reckon. <laughs> is that right? It would, it- yeah, it will be. I think the first match is at 11, and I think the last one is something like six or seven. So you, the first couple of days will still be eight hours, but at least with it only being on one court, you can like watch back later or something and catch up. Yeah. This is where my endurance training comes into it. So <laughs> <laughs> Marathon I mean, mindset. Honest, it's, to- it's, it's, it's perfect for us squash players because when we're stuck in the hotel room, at least we can watch squash. True. And is it the same situation where you're you're not allowed at the club unless you're playing? Like you can't go down and watch matches or hang out down there at all? Yeah, it's exactly the same. Um, we're yet to find out whether we can have practice signs. Obviously, once our tests come back, um, hoping everything's okay, then um, yeah, I think it's pretty much the same. Um, they're allowing fans. Obviously, it's an indoor venue, um, but they are allowing 50% capacity fans. So there will be people watching at least. I'm not sure how that's going to work with it being an indoor place, but um, there's quite a lot of seating anyway. 
And uh, you know, when when you're waiting for your test to come back, how does that feel? That must be like, anxiety levels must be going through the roof. Yeah, honestly, it's not the best. Um, <laughs> it's bad enough getting the one when you get it done at home, but at least you know, okay, if it comes back positive, I can at least chill in my house. Um, but yeah, it is pretty nerve wracking. And then we just get a random WhatsApp from Lee Beachall that says you're negative, and you just see it come up on your phone. You can see his name, and you're thinking, "Oh, please be negative." <laughs> I'd be yeah. getting the list out. Who have I seen the last six weeks? Okay, you're, you're, <laughs> you're going to get it. You're going to get it if this comes like negative. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'm like passing the time by. Who have I been near? Whose fault is this going to be? <laughs> and how, how's training been going? Because I know I'm I'm finally back in the UK as well now, so I know the restrictions are a little bit tighter again, and. Uh, has that impacted your preparation or your training for this event? Um, I'm, I've been pretty lucky that it hasn't. Um, Wales did a two-week fire break um, before England went into a lockdown. So during that time, um, being an athlete, I was allowed to leave Wales. I literally live like 30 minutes from England. So um, I'm pretty lucky that I could nip across the border and, and, and hit in England Um but was obviously not able to use any gyms for two weeks. But then the last four weeks uh, since England have been in lockdown, we've been open. Um, so we've been training as normal here. Obviously, there's there's different restrictions. It's not as easy to get matches because um, obviously I hit with to play my matches. I play with a lot of the English the English girls, so difficult to find venues um, and stuff like that. But luckily, we've been passed by by the doctors and stuff that obviously we have exemptions that we can play. So I'm, I've been really, really lucky um, being in Wales that the restrictions have been pretty kind um, over the last few weeks. And have you gone down to Cardiff much or have you mainly just stayed at home up in the north? No, I've, I've stayed at home the whole time. I haven't been down to Cardiff um, at all since um, the start, the outbreak of COVID really. Um, they opened first, which was great, but living where we live up here and it's still a long way down and there wasn't an accommodation at the start and stuff like that. So um, once there's a bit of normality, maybe I'll head down there, but I've, I've been doing all my training up here, um, which I've actually really enjoyed. And if anything realized I was probably overdoing it and overtiring myself, making trips down all the time. So I've enjoyed being in one place and, and getting my training done up North. Yeah. I remember I can't remember where it was, but the, there was a video of you training with your brother. Um, and you look, they look pretty heated, those battles. I think, did he get two bounties or... Oh, no, sorry, you were on... Yeah, no. you, you were on um, American scoring and he was on regular scoring. Was that what, what it was? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we if we do play, we don't really tend to play many matches against each other because, yeah, it doesn't really go too well for me. So I'd rather stay away from it. <laughs> Um, are you blaming yeah, him for well, that or are you you taking blame I'm taking my I'll, I'll admit I'm not the best I'll take my blame for that to be fair and I think <laughs> if anything we've probably gotten better now because he beats me very comfortably so I'm admitting of the fact that it was worse when we got closer for a while and that was not great but we're, we're pretty good now and he's he's really good to train with and stuff so we just condition it now and and as you said we do um, I do American scoring he does English scoring which always ends up being pretty close in the end, but it does get quite fiery. I mean, <laughs> playing with your sibling just does get fiery. That's that's the way it is, but we've gotten way more into it now, I say, these days. I actually stole that idea with 
um, coaching in the US with a men's team and a women's team. So I got our men's team to play our women's team under yep. the same same rules. And then the other thing I stole was I think uh, Ali Farag and El Tayeb do a similar thing, but Noor gets two bounces whenever she wants. Yeah. And that also How did it go? Really, it's really competitive. It's a great way to bring the team together and get them mm-hmm. on court. And the girls love it because they're on court with the, the men's team, which is obviously a slightly higher level, but they've also got a chance and they've got something to play for. So both, both of them worked really well, actually. Yeah, I think, I think it's great. I mean, I struggle with the two bounces one um, because then I end up, I think because I'm like not the quickest person anywhere, I end up just taking it very slowly. And then when I try and play someone else, I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't got two bounces. <laughs> so I prefer to play the American English one. I find that really good. Um, but you yeah, don't want to make that mistake in the, in the first round of a PSA event. <laughs> <laughs> Just wander up in the second bounce. No, no, it's good. I got it in two bounces, not three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Ref, ref, no, that was only two bounces. And he's like, yeah, you're only allowed one. It's like, oh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just as mentioning your brother there, just a quick tangent. It must be tough for him. Like he had a great world teams, clocked up some unbelievable wins, and to have that kind of momentum. I mean, it's not great for anyone. But how's he doing with it? Yeah, it's 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 really really tough. I mean, I feel like sometimes you know, like I I you know complain about the situation, and I'm like I find myself just saying, oh, stop it. And that's the thing. Like when you spend so much time with when I spend so much time with my brother, and we we're hitting and training, like. That's when it, you realise, you know, it's 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 really demotivating for him. Um, he's handled it really, really well, very maturely, which has been really impressive. And he's continued to train probably harder than before. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's it's so tough for him. Um, and not having, I think, more as well, like just the tournaments. But obviously, there's no leagues. There's just nothing really. Um, so really, really tough. But he's handled it very maturely and. I think coming out of this, once he can play back tournaments, I think he'll have benefited from from it in one way that he's learned so much in that time as well. Good yeah, stuff, uh, yeah. Hopefully, those boys get back on. Uh, uh, all the players outside the top sort of forty or whatever the cutoff point seems to be. Yeah, it's 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 really tough. Like it's hard for, it's so hard. I mean, I'm sure we're going to lose players as well in this time, which is going to be even even worse, really. So I just hope that you know, come New Year that they can get some tournaments for the for those for the anyone ranked outside the top forty really. I mean I saw what England did last week and I think that's an absolute great idea. Um and hopefully, you know, they can follow suit in other countries and stuff as well. This um this chat about your family got me got me thinking. Um I think I don't know that many Welsh squash players and I think <laughs> at least half of them have the last name Evans. So I was, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to be on a Friday 5 PM call with some, some fun squash legends, including uh, Dave Evans. Um, And then I saw your brother played my brother had had a big win against my brother, which was sad for me, but I'm sure happy for your family. And then, (laughs) um, and then I watched another younger Evans at the British junior open this uh, last winter so I should, yeah. are, are you all related <laughs> I mean I'm sure it's not true in Wales that everyone with the last name is all related I promise you um, she, she is no, related to her brother though she is yeah, related to her my, brother confirm. I, can confirm, <laughs> I can confirm I am related to my brother um, no no relation at all um, it's a very popular 
um, Welsh last name. So it's very, very common. And I get asked this all the time. Um, oh, is, oh, he must be your, your younger brother or Papa. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> we're honestly like, we're not related. Like, you, I think you might be talking about Reese Evans in yeah, the British. Yeah. Yeah, um, who's very good actually, and it's just a very popular name. But yeah, I've definitely been asked a fair few times. Okay, Stuart wrote down all the all the intelligent squash questions. That was just my, my dumb Canadian. Question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I was just curious how you, how you sort of look back on this year because obviously it's been a strange year, but there's probably some benefits for you, particularly with your injury back in January. Because I know you missed the last black ball open because you were still coming back from that. So what, how do you reflect on this season? Do you view it as a wasted year in your career or do you look at it as maybe a chance to sort of prolong your career and maybe the break's going to do you some good in the long term? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's it's been a very tough year um, and it's one of those where you say, yeah, you could, you could look at it like that. But I think for me, I think, I think for everyone, I think I can talk on behalf of most of the players that it's probably going to prolong a lot of the players' careers because we've had a lot of time off court. Um, I've done a lot more off court training um, and learned learn kind of that way around rather than just sticking to the just load of squash training. And I think that's been good on my body. And, and after getting injured in January, I mean, I never thought I'd, take this much of a break off it um so it's enabled me to be able to be 100% on it which has been great but I think for me I think it's going to help because if I'm really honest even in TOC like I think I got too kind of comfortable in my in my position of where I am in the world rankings and and needed to push on and I think actually it's given me more time to do that um, and it probably made me realize that I was too comfortable. I think if I had more competitions, I wouldn't have realized so quickly. Um, so I think in one way, it's been a big positive and I've kind of reevaluated where I am and kind of where I want to go as well and, and what it takes to do that. So I think for me, I'm going to try and use it as a positive that I've learned a few more things about myself that in normal season, I probably wouldn't have had the time to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what do you think the, the big thing is that's maybe you've sat around sort of eight to 10 in the world for two or three years now. Um, and obviously I would imagine you've got ambitions to break into at least the top five. So is there anything you've managed to highlight in this period that you're thinking, right, if I can just make some progress in this area or work in this, I think that's going to make a big difference to help you move up. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think <clears throat> that's especially probably since, I lost in the last tournament. I think that's what I've sat down and I've tried to figure out what where I want to go in my career and and stuff like that. Like obviously I'm not I'm not like 20 anymore where I can you know just wing it and see where it goes. I'm and and I said I'm I'm not happy that I've obviously been at the same ranking for quite a bit of time now. Um, and my aspirations are to go as you said. I'd like I'd love to be a top five player and I know what it takes, how much it takes to get to that level. When you see the level of like in my opinion the top top three or four women are, are, are so far ahead right now um and so I had to sit down and think for me like what would that take and I think for me it's always going to be a physical thing for me it's always going to be you know how hard I train and what kind of off-court training I do that can try and help my squash as best as possible and I think that's what I've realized more than ever now is that I need to really push on physically 
to compete with these girls. I mean, I've watched Hania and Camille play some unbelievable matches and I've honestly looked at it and watched it and thinking, can I keep physically up with them? And the answer is probably no. It's honestly, it's, it's, can I do that? And I don't know, you know, talking the last kind of like six months, probably no, definitely not. So that for me is where I really need to make big improvements to help my squash really. Do, do you have some people that you've been working with on that? Like, how do you build your team around, around that to make sure you're doing, obviously there, there's an element of like being able to work hard and, and put in the hours, but, but you also want to make sure you're doing the right stuff, right? How do, how do you kind of build that team and, and make sure you're picking the right people to help you stay on track? Yeah, like absolutely. I think that's that's something that's really, really important. And actually, in the last year or so, I think since last summer, I've been working with two um, two guys now um, that are from the Sport Wales Institute, and they've been amazing. And they rely heavily on my feedback as much as anything else to like, you know, how can we get you to a level where we can really help you squash? And we sat down after the last Egypt tournament, and I kind of just said exactly what I thought. And and where I need to go and what I really need to work on. And, and that's where we've come to a, a really good, like six week training block before going into Egypt, that it's not going to happen overnight. That's, you know, it takes time. And as you said, it's doing the right things. And actually more than that is that to enable me to do all that training is that I need to recover better and um, nutritionally work on that just as much. So we've got a nutritionist now for the first time um, and just adding a few different people into the team around me to, enabled to get the best out of my career I, I don't think I want to stop my career and have any regrets really so trying to kind of focus on that side as much as I can and hopefully that will you know that will enable my squash to to use my squash to my ability really that's a great plan just get as many experts in all those various fields around you to learn as much as you possibly can yeah that's mean I mean I have like no knowledge in like the nutritional side and stuff that probably I wish I'd done before if I'm honest but that's how it goes and I think like we have with Sport Wales um they support us amazingly and if we ask for stuff you know that's they they will do out their best and and I've really enjoyed the last six weeks having a bit more of a focus on uh, different things as well and freshen things up which has been really good yeah yeah just going back to if you you know you say you wish you you'd done it when you were younger it's that's the old phrase, youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the smarter question I wrote down, actually. Uh, just kind of wanna, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of, of being from, you know, a smaller country and being, being a top player? Um, and it sounds like one of, them, one of them is, you know, you can get a little bit more of that individual treatment um from the national sport body and the national squash body but you know like how how has that been kind of coming up through wales as a a strong junior and then strong senior and being from a a smaller country yeah i think it has i think it has like as you just said i think it's got so many benefits like i think i cannot complain like at all i've been looked after unbelievably and, and from a young age whatever I wanted or if I asked for anything I always they always did whatever they could and got me that you know so I think as you said I know from hearing from a lot of the other players that come from big backgrounds from huge countries squash is so minor to them and obviously it's difficult whereas in Wales like we the same as I guess with 
with you, Stu, and, and Arthur, like you coming from similar sort of countries, like the sport is massive in Wales, um, the same in Ireland and same in Scotland. And they prioritise that and the use of facilities that we have um, down in Cardiff are amazing as well. So I only see kind of benefits. I guess the only disadvantages is is just maybe the the amount of players that we have to train with every day is is not as good as some of the other countries. But then again, coming from a small country like Wales, I live so close to England that I can, you know, I'm like two hours from SJ to hit with or um, all the Birmingham area and Nottingham area. So it's not too bad. And if anything, I've quite enjoyed that because I like to have my own space a little bit as well. Um, so coming from a small country like Wales, I have no complaints. They've been they've been amazing with me since coming through the juniors and into the seniors. They've helped me so much. So I can only thank them for that really. Yeah. I've always viewed it as a, a little bit of the best of both worlds where you obviously have a bit more focus and attention on you through being probably number one player in your country where if you were English, you maybe wouldn't be. Yeah. There's also a little bit less pressure to achieve things at a young age in those mm -hmm. countries. But at the same time, you can play the British Nationals. You can test yourself against the best. And obviously, historically, England's been one of the top countries in the world. So when you go and play a British Nationals event, then you're competing against the best of the best. So you kind of can, can see where you fit in the large uh, yeah. scale. But then yeah. also benefit from being sort of more prominent locally. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's that's the thing. I think like England helps... I know, I know it helps, like it helps Wales and Scotland and Ireland in one way, because like every time I've played the nationals and every time, you know, I've, I'm absolutely buzzing and we have have European teams when we play England. Like I couldn't be more up for it if I'm honest. And I think being so close to a country that's got so much squash history and so many players of so many levels, like that only actually helps. You can go in and you can test yourselves. And I think I think like going forward, I'd love to see like more juniors in Wales and, and in the smaller countries, like competing at the nationals and stuff like that, because it only, it only, England only helps us become better, which is exactly what we want. Yeah. And it starts quite a young age because even at under 13, under 15, I know the, well, the five nations now with France as well, but it used to be the home internationals. So even at that age, you get to experience competing against the top English players, but then also getting, probably more realistic challenges against sort of Scotland, Wales and Ireland. Yeah, Whoa, absolutely. easy now, son. <laughs> <laughs> you get your chance Let's not to... Get into that. Let's not get into <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap up there, I think, before fights break out. If only you weren't across the Atlantic Ocean and not on the screen. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree, like, anymore. I think I played home internationals um from about nine or ten and then going through like that and even I think the advantage of always being close to Europe as well with having European teams and and stuff like that you get so much you get so much competition um and I know like our Welsh players who live in really small pockets of Wales more so than I do they love it they love going into England and playing all the tournaments because that's where they get their their match play and, and their competition from so lastly, I suppose before we wrap up, Tesney, I you know you've been great with your time. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about going into the black ball this week? And now you've been promoted to the eight seed with the withdrawal of Noral Tayeb. Yeah, I feel I feel good. I was obviously um, was supposed to play uh, Tinner again first round, which obviously was the match that we played in Egypt as well. So um, now my draw has changed. I think 
I'm playing obviously I'm playing Lucy Tamal first round, which is going to be tough. I mean, she's up and coming England talent, and she's going places. She definitely is. So it's going to be a tough first match, um, that's for sure. So I haven't looked any further, and yeah. I think I'm I'm in a good place. I feel like I'm in a good place. So I'm trying to go in with no pressure and just see how the last few blocks of training have have, have worked and and where I can go moving forward. So I'm I'm just really excited to play some competition again. I've missed it, and that's it's what motivate me, motivates me to to train differently and train harder. So I'm, I'm really excited, actually. Right on. Well, we wish you the very best of luck, Tesney. Safe travels. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, we'll be watching. I say I'm like, well, you guys might. <laughs> <laughs> we might be working. Yeah. It's... yeah, no, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So I hope you enjoy some some good squash over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, we will. Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tesney. Right yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck. Cheers, Tesney. Thank Take you. it easy. Thanks yeah, a lot. You too. Tesney Evans, everyone. That was great, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always fun to talk to Tesney. Um, good to get some insights into her preparation for black ball, but as usual, she's always got some witty banter, as they say, yeah. around these pops. What a legend. So let's have a quick look at the uh, black ball draw. Where do we start, fellas? There's a couple of tasty first rounds. Yeah, there is. I think my pick of the round, or the one that I'm probably most looking forward to, would be uh, Sabrina Sobi against Salma Hani. Two fairly similar players in that they like to go for the shots and move the ball around. Sabrina probably a slightly better mover, but... Salma's no slouch either and she can certainly slot the ball away pretty well so I think that'll be quite entertaining and can see some good quality rallies and some um, some tight squash in that match Salma no slouch honey there you go <laughs> trademarked <laughs> stamp <laughs> if Joey tries to steal it this week we're coming for him <laughs> If one of our 12 listeners can let him know. <laughs> yeah. There's another one in that same sort of little quartet of the draw with um, a US derby between Amanda Sovi and Olivia Victor. Yeah, yeah. T- you know, tough to fly across the world in a pandemic to play someone who lives in the same city, I'm sure. But, uh, I mean, it's the pro tour for you. Yeah, yeah. right it is. Chris, I believe you might have some insight into Olivia's current form as well. Yeah, we had a good knock up on Tuesday to get her ready. She's looking strong, looking strong. Strong enough, strong enough to take you down or not? No, she she took me last year before the pandemic, so I had about eight months of uh, eight months of you know comeback fuel um, on my Hardcore side. Training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you banging out those push-ups and those circuit classes back in April. Yeah, yeah, that was all that was on my mind, getting that getting that challenge match win against Olivia when she came back to New York. What was your maximum, 40 <laughs> seconds, like 48 or something like that? <laughs> I think I got up to that, yeah, because of your, cause of your workout plan. Arthur's, oh. Arthur was like Richard Simmons getting me to jump up and down, <laughs> bounce around, <laughs> flying off the push-up, off the floor. Shake, shake, shake. He also had the spandex on the go as well. Oh, yeah, and oh, the headband. Yeah, yeah. And, his, and his nice quarantine beard. Beauty. Uh, I miss that beard. I'm really excited for the Farida Muhammad, Noran Gohar. I mean, partially because 
Frida's a, a Columbia uh, first year, but but also I just think like I think they have pretty uh, similar styles, and they they both mash the ball and uh, and can can hit some nice winners. So I think it'll be be a bit bit of fireworks in that one. I I don't see it being super one sided personally. I think uh, Frida can can dig in there. I think it'll be I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, she also had a great tournament at the was it Qatar? No, not Qatar. The Egyptian Open. Yeah, a few, a few weeks ago. Yeah, she's had some big wins, and I think like like a lot of a lot of the younger players, like I mean Diego, kind of went through that for a long time. I think like back, it's just backing them backing them up, right? I think she's she's beaten some top seeds, and then maybe lost to someone lower ranked in a future round. Um, but yeah, I mean experience, she's starting to get a lot of it, so. Should come I think together. The start, the start of that game is quite crucial because anytime I've watched Farida, when she gets into the match, she becomes really difficult to stop. Um, but sometimes you see players get a good start and sort of run away with it. So I think that's what Gohar will need to try and do if she doesn't want to get dra- dragged into a battle with her. Um, and another uh, good match down in that little section is um, Holly Norton against Rowan L. Rabry. Uh, Holly's just broken into the top 20 for the first time in her career, so she's obviously on the way up. And Rowan was spoken about before as former world junior champion who she beat Hanya in at least one, possibly two of those finals. So that's another match that could be pretty tight. Yeah. And then just lastly, just on the on the derby, sorry, going back to the derby as opposed to lastly, yeah, we have another one with uh, a French one between Camille Serm and Melissa Alves. And they've played yeah. together in the first round, I think, a lot from what I heard. Olivia mentioned that. They're also training partners. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that will necessarily be that close because I think it's one of those matchups where they train together so much that Camille probably has the edge. And you, you question when you train with someone that often and you rarely beat them whether you actually go into that match believing you can win. Um, and maybe it's like so. maybe it's like oh I don't want to beat her because then she's never going to train with me again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah sometimes I think it's to go in it's better off to go in against someone that you don't really know that well because you're like oh well I, I believe I've got a shot here you don't have that history of struggling against that person consistently in practice or in condition games and not getting anywhere so um I'm not. I'm not convinced I'll be backing an upset in that one. No, no. I was more just 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 highlighting it as another derby. So who's our uh, who's our picks? Um, well, should we go with our usual semi-final predictions? Aye. Work from there. Um, I mean, like I usually do, I kind of look at the top four seeds and look at their route to the semis and see if there's any potential upsets in the cards or stumbling blocks that they're going to have to get through. Um, so I guess the one that stands out would be maybe Camille having to come up against Sarah Jane Perry in her quarterfinal um, and then maybe Joelle King uh, depending on her form could possibly cause an upset against Nuran Gohar um, it always feels like with Joelle that if she's playing really well at her best then she's a threat to anyone but maybe doesn't do it at every tournament yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think looking at the top half, I think our finalists will be Sherbini and Hanya. It's very hard to see. It can definitely happen. I mean, they're all 
world class players in in both their little quartets. But uh, I'd be putting my money there, and yeah, like you, I can see a few more potential upsets in the bottom half of the draw. One thing that could be interesting, we had Tesney talk about the sort of just reviewing where her game's at and the physicality required to get to the level of someone like Hanya. Um, now, potentially, if they both come through in the early rounds, they could play in the quarterfinals. So it might be interesting to see if Tesney has made progress and if she can compete or at least find a way to neutralise that advantage that Hanya has. Um, so that could be an interesting game, see if she can vary the pace and slow it down and make sure the game's played on her terms as opposed to allowing Hanya to make it a really physical battle where, like she said, it's going to be tough for her to match her. Um, but that could be a good match to watch. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely will be. Yeah, and just, you know, I loved how kind of open and honest Tesney was. I think it's just refreshing to hear, but also, uh, also good for a lot of, like, young players to hear, right, that it's, you know, even though she's top eight in the world, she doesn't necessarily – she knows that she, there's things to improve on, and she had to kind of just, like, you know, go to, go back to the drawing board and, and rebuild. And so definitely excited to see her her play. Um, super fun combo, as always. Okay, but I'm, I'm ready if you guys want me to rock. Lead, lead us out there, big man. So wait, are we all agreed on the semi-finalists being the top four no, seats? No, 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 I, no. I'm, I'm taking oh. a, I'm taking an upset. I'm going to take Joel to get through the bottom. Yep. Against, um, I am going to take Camille. And then, uh, but I do agree on the top. I think, uh, I think Hania and Sherbini are are tough to go against right now. Um, so, so that's my four, Arthur. So are you going top four? Yeah. Um, Shocker. <laughs> Play the percentages. The top four for a reason. Yeah, no, and they are. And they're, yeah. I'm going to go... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go top four as well, actually. I wasn't going to, but now I am. But I'm going to go for a Camisa and win. Uh, number one. Yeah, no, she's going to win the bottom half and the whole thing. Okay, the bottom <laughs> half of the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she'll she'll beat. Uh, I think she's going to play Hanya in the final. Ooh, I've got the opposite. I've got Hanya over Kami in the final. Love it. We'll be having some banter on the old WhatsApp, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. Feels strange to be the odd one out picking Shabini to make the final here, but you boys have both gone for Hanya beating Shabini in the semis, so I'm going to flip that over and say that I think Shabini's going to make the final. I thought she looked great in the last event. I know it's been well, like six or seven weeks now because uh, obviously the women never played in Qatar last month, but it was the first time I'd seen her play for a while without strapping on her leg. She was moving freely. She just looked like her game was where it has been at her best, so I think she's going to continue in that form, and I think she's going to play. Hmm, I think she's going to play Gohar in the final and, and win that match. I think the, the semi-final against Hanya will be her biggest challenge, but I think she'll come through it, and then I think she'll win the final as well. Yeah, my reasoning for Hanya. I mean, there's no arguing there. I mean, it's great logic. I just feel. <laughs> 
that she's so hungry. And, I'm not, and Shabini's obviously unbelievably hungry as well. But she's already at that level and she's making maybe incremental improvements as she goes along. It just seems to me that there's this upward graph of Hanya's development and improvement. And yeah, I don't know. And she has good memories of black ball back in March. Yeah, and maybe this that was where they played that match that Hanya actually beat Shubini 13-11 in the fifth in the final. So Yeah, and I actually watched the highlights last night and maybe that also is kind of like bouncing around in my brain where I'm just thinking this is this is Hanya's turf. <laughs> I'm withholding my logic. I don't, I don't. I don't want you guys to know my formula. All right. Yeah, we, have a, we have. We have another men's tournament to pick soon. Oh, oh so, uh, <laughs> this, this is like math class, Chris. You get bonus points for showing you're working. <laughs> that that's exactly what I was going to say after you, after you gave your spiel. Is you just want to say something in case you're wrong? You you know that people know you had this you know long thought out process. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you're just saying, just judge me on my results. I'm like, ju- yeah, I'm just throwing them out. I'm just throwing the throwing the takes out and see what sticks. Sounds yeah. good. Well, it'd be a nice little squish, though. Nice little bit of squish to see on uh, Saturday. Sunday starts. Sunday. Sunday. Happy days. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you again, Tesney Evans, for joining us on the show. It was great, great to have you in there. Great insight. And uh, if you like what you hear, check us out on social media and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And yeah. Look forward to watching the Black Ball open. Happy days. Cheers, fellas. Happy Friday. Thank you. Happy Friday. I miss squash.